another edition of the uh, Lawn Care Radio Network. I'm on the phone. I'm Brian Horn, actually. I forgot to introduce myself. Uh, I'm a managing editor with Lawn and Landscape, and I'm on the phone with Ron J. West. He's an executive coach who wrote the book Corporate Caterpillars, How to Grow Wings. Ron, thanks for joining me today. Well, Brian, thank you very much for the introduction and, uh, and for welcoming me to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I gave Ron a call today to talk about how to deal with problem employees. A uh, topic like that, some people would just say, well, you know, we'll just fire that employee if they're a problem. But Ron's going to talk about a, a few different methods uh, that, that entrepreneurs and business owners can use. But before we get to that, Ron, when dealing with your clients, what are the biggest mistakes you see leaders make when it comes to dealing with problem employees? There's a couple, sadly. Uh, it, it's always a challenge. and invariably what happens is we hold out some kind of hope that it's going to fix itself. And that even though we have a problem employee that may be even disrupting everybody else in the company, it's usually the entrepreneur, the leader of the business that leaves it for the last possible moment, you know, kind of justifying that, saying, well, you know, I don't want to move too quickly, I want to make sure, maybe this will come right, let's give it a little more time. I don't think I've ever spoken to a business leader who said, you know, I should have waited a bit longer before I dealt with that. And that doesn't mean necessarily firing, uh, and that's another point we'll make here in a moment, but it's really, really important, I think, if you have a problem, to set up and deal with that. So that's the first and significant piece of advice. Don't delay. Um, mm -hmm. You've got all sorts of options, but if you don't take action, you're basically going to make a bad situation worse, almost guaranteed. Now, when in your book you talk about encouraging constructive resistance to change, what what does that mean, and, and sort of how do you do that? Now this is specifically about um, an employee that is seems to be objecting to things. You're trying to take the business forward. Perhaps you're moving into some new markets. Perhaps you're just growing the business, um, or maybe you're just going through some challenging times and trying to reorganize a little bit. And then you have that employee that seems to have a great deal of opposition to it, has a lot to say about it, may not even be saying it to you as a business leader, may be saying it to other people. So one of the challenges there, instead of saying, oh, the problem employee, very disruptive, um, you put it off, you put it off, you put it off, now I'm going to have to fire them. I don't see another solution. So what I'm really saying is if someone pushes back when there's a lot of change going in the business, the fact that they're resisting means they're still engaged. It's the people that go deathly quiet and don't say anything, but are passively, aggressively resisting the changes and actually sabotaging your efforts to improve your business. So what I'm talking about here are the kind of employees that have a lot to say, seem to have a problem with everything, and seem to be whining and complaining. And instead of putting it off and trying to ignore it and then ultimately firing them, I'm saying embrace that. I'm saying take that on and sit down with that person and say, you clearly got some great ideas. I'd like to listen to them. And recognizing that resistance still means they're engaged, they have an opinion, and once they feel like they've genuinely been heard and, and given some time, there may well be some ideas there that are worth incorporating in the business, and perhaps not. But either way, if someone feels listened to, they're far more likely to remain engaged in the business and rather more committed to some of the changes that you're trying to make in your business. So it's all about trying to leverage what you've got instead of seeing resistance or you know that little whine in the corner as objectionable and someone to be fired. 
see it instead as here's someone with some ideas. And you may not like them all, but it might get you to just look at what you're doing and how you're doing it to get their engagement. So it's, it's kind of enrolling people, having them feel like they're part of the business instead of feeling like you have to kind of do everything on your own. Does that make sense? How, I was going to say, how do you approach the employee? You, may, you, you hear them whining about something or you hear through the you know, different channels that they're complaining or they're saying this or saying that, or maybe it's something they're doing. What, um, as you, the, the owner of the company, their boss, how do you have to approach them to maybe not put them, to, not to scare them, I guess. How do you do that delicately? Hmm. The thing, I, the phrase I most hate is, is the buy-in phrase. Let me try to get everyone's buy-in for some changes I want to make. Well, buy-in implies somebody else has to give something up. So let me try and explain it this way. Uh, this is the, the business owner, the entrepreneur, has an employee who's not very happy about some changes coming through, has a lot to say about them, is generally resisting. And you want to basically leverage that, have them feel more like they're involved and included in the business without having them necessarily change everything you're doing. So, so it goes like this. Um, as a business owner, instead of being defensive, which is a natural reaction, what you do instead is, is get curious. So if you can remain curious, like, I wonder if there's a good idea in here somewhere. I wonder if there's some feedback in here that I'm just not picking up anywhere else that would be a value to me. And if you go in with that kind of approach and you're really actively listening, even the most difficult employees are going to have something helpful to give you as feedback. And especially if they feel like they're being heard, they'll quickly calm down and stop just taking shots at things, and they'll be more productive. So the way to do it, instead of seeing that you've got to get in front of them and resist and try and persuade them that your way is the way, what you do instead is kind of come up, come up alongside them and say instead, um, I've been here, you've got some, these are some ideas in here, and I know Maybe some of these changes, um, you know, you've got some feedback about them, and I know that they're not all that popular. But I'd like to understand your perspective. So instead of trying to sell a new approach to a, a troubled employee, it's more about listening to them and having them feel like they're making a good and proper contribution to the business. So come up alongside them, invite them for a sit-down conversation, uh, let them get out of the way what they've got to get out of the way and talk through their, their ideas or objections. And then just remain curious and keep asking questions. So, so why do you think that? Or is there, is there another way to do this? Eventually, they feel like they're really being heard. And then maybe the time to say, well, that's kind of interesting. I appreciate your input. I am going to go ahead with this plan this way. But there's some things that you've said are going to cause me to rethink how we're going to do that and the timing, perhaps. Um, so I'd like to think about what you said and see what difference that would make. But I really appreciate you spending the time. When people feel heard, um, they're far more likely to stay engaged. And what you're doing, in effect, is you're enrolling them in your business instead of trying to justify all your decisions as an entrepreneur. So instead of taking those uh, complaints or, or their you know, whining as a personal attack on you or your company, sort of look at it a different way and say, well, this person might actually have some good ideas that could help improve the company. Exactly. So instead of putting up a defense, and you're aware of this, when you go um, and, and you're going to talk to somebody and, and you don't like their ideas, and if they seem closed to any new thinking, if they jump to being defensive, then you feel more aggressive. But you know yourself, if you sit down with someone 
who really is interested and wants to hear what you have to say and values what you have to say, even if it doesn't change everything, if you feel like someone heard you, you're far more likely to open up and you're going to become more constructive. So what happens to an employee who is unhappy, who sees change going on and doesn't like it um, and is resistant to everything, when suddenly now they're actually being heard and they're able perhaps to make a difference, but they're certainly being heard, they're being enrolled in the business, they're far more likely to be constructive. That's stuff that they do differently. So instead of being aggressive, defensive, attacking, uh, and thinking that everyone's out to do the business harm, if instead you are curious about whether someone's got a great new idea, some different way of doing things, the net effect is that you have more people in your business more committed to what you're trying to do. But it's not buying, it's enrollment. Right. How long should you give uh, an employee to, to change or you've, you've sat down with them, you've heard their ideas or maybe they're a problem on a job site and you've talked to them a few times or talked to their manager. How long do you have to give an employee before you do have to cut them loose? That's a great question. You know, the, the answer is it depends, unfortunately. There's mm -hmm. no golden rule. But most performance improvement plans run several months. However, what usually happens is you have a conversation with someone, realize there's a problem, talk about what you want to see done differently, and then there's no more conversation for perhaps a month. Well, no one can make a behavioral change in that kind of time frame without constantly being reminded. So actually, uh, let's just say we have an employee who you're looking for a change in, in their behavior, their performance. Um, you sit down, you don't let it languish. You sit down with them quickly, talk about it, talk about what's wanted, get them to talk about what they can achieve, agree some realistic goals for change, and then live it. So instead of waiting another week or a month or even three months, as I've seen in my um, work, you sit down on a much more regular basis you have a conversation in the hallway. You give them a little encouragement when you see some behavior going in the right direction. What's going to happen is this. Instead of waiting a month or even three months, you're going to get a fairly good indication within days of whether they're taking it seriously. And if not, then I would say sit down again and quickly and go, wait a minute, we, we have this conversation. This is the behavior change I'm looking for. I haven't seen it. Is, is there a problem? Is there something I don't understand? Go through it again, agree the goals again, and once they've committed to them, again, keep coaching them on an almost continuous basis. Because the only way to achieve that kind of behavior change is really constantly being reminded and encouraged to behave in a different way. If you do what most business leaders will do, and that is to have one conversation and then sit down waiting for some magic to happen, it will not happen. In which case, I'd say my advice is simple. Mm -hmm. Don't even go to the, to the trouble. If, if you really can't help someone change, then, then don't even try. Make it easy on yourself and them and sit down and say, it's not working. And take care of it immediately. Okay, Ron. Was there anything else you wanted to add uh, on this topic? Um, I think that uh, one of the most difficult issues to deal with is when you have an employee who's completely passive-aggressive. Mm -hmm. They object to the changes, but they don't make it immediately apparent. That's a tough one. 
and it's even more important to be very careful about opening up or getting them to open up about what they're objecting to. And typically, they're the ones that get left. They're the ones where you say, well, let's just see how it goes. And actually, the damage they do um, is very deep and typically affects the entire company. So if someone's passive-aggressive about some changes or new initiatives they're trying to bring into the company, um, it's almost like there's a virus. It's very, very important to jump on those very quickly, confront them, and see if you can enroll them in the changes. And if not, then you really do need to take action because the damage that will be done to your business is, uh, is huge and will last for a very long time. So it definitely sounds like the faster you can act on something and, and address it, the, the better off everyone is. Well, there's, there's less risk of you firing someone, um, and there's more chance of enrolling someone in the changes that you're trying to make and the performance you're trying to achieve. And the other thing, too, is if you find you've got a lot of turnover, and obviously this industry has a, a high level of turnover anyway, but if you have a particularly high level of turnover and you're finding it very difficult, then you need to go back to your hiring practices, too, because if you're continually having these mm -hmm. kinds of conversations, Perhaps it's because your business is not very well aligned, meaning you, know, you don't have a really clear vision of the business and where it's going. You're not conveying the values that you hold dear in the business. You're not making it clear through your own behavior of what's acceptable and what's not. Because if all of those things line up, you'll be attracting the kind of people to your business that want to stay in the first place. So alignment is a huge thing too, and it's about being very clear and showing up in the world consistently and making it clear to everybody else, this is the business I run, this is how I like to run it, and this is how I like things to happen. Then the right kind of people will come to you, and your turnover will stabilize. There's a huge range of turnover in, in these businesses. Um, so clearly, someone's getting it right. Okay, once again, I want to uh, remind everyone the name of the book is Corporate Caterpillars, How to Grow Wings, and you can learn more about the book and more about Ron on uh, ronjwest.com. That's the correct uh, website? That's absolutely right. Ryan, thank you so much for inviting me today. I hope uh, what I've shared is of some value to people. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. really appreciate the time. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from Lawn and Landscape.